Today we learn about our founding father, George Washington. And where do we go to find this information out? Mount Vernon, of course. This is Today. Welcome to This Is Today, the podcast that features the stories that make this day unique. It's Monday, December 14th, 2020. I'm Russ, and here's what you need to know about today. Yeah, we're like halfway through December, if you can believe it. Uh, I can't. <laughs> it's kind of insane. Uh, this month is flying by as we race towards uh, the holidays here. Uh, well, you know what? There's a couple of holidays today, kind of, you know, well, at least there's one uh, that was made up by a couple of art students, actually a couple of artists, Casey Sorrow and Eric Milken. Uh, when they were art students in Michigan State University, they developed Monkey Day. So today, Monkey Day. Uh, celebrate by, I don't know, hanging out with um, some monkeys at the zoo. <laughs> not really sure how you celebrate Monkey Day, but, uh, you know, it's it's a day because they came up with it. Uh, it's also National Bouillabaisse Day, which is possibly one of the hardest uh, holidays to say. Uh, Bouillabaisse. I think I said it right. I hope I did. Um, all I know is this is like this French fish stew. So it's probably got wine in it. So it's probably delicious. Uh, there you go. Bully base day. Um, I haven't uh, had it, but maybe I'll try it today to celebrate national bully base day. You know what? It's also, here's something that we're all going to have today is free shipping. Yeah. It's national free shipping day. So if you've, uh, delayed until now to order some stuff, today's the day to do it because shipping is free at a ton of stores, you know, like uh, GameStop and Macy's and Target and Staples, American Eagle, the Children's Place, Walmart, all these stores uh, are celebrating along with us on free shipping day. And no, I'm not getting paid by any of them. However, I should be. Uh, yes, uh, you know, getting free shipping, I guess, is like getting paid, right? I'll, I'll go with that. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so free shipping day today. Uh, check it out. And if, uh, you know, you're still buying gifts, it's a great way to do it. Save a little cash. All right, let's take a look at our events for today. All right, on this day in 1780, Disney Plus star Alexander Hamilton married... Elizabeth Schuyler. Okay, so you've probably watched this on Disney Plus, right? Or you've seen it live on stage if you're fortunate enough. You've seen it in New York. Yes, it was the Hamilton wedding. You know, from the song Satisfied, that happened on this day back in 1780. Now, what you may not know is it was happened at the Schuyler home. That same year, of course, Hamilton met the family. He also met Angelica, the sister. And in the play, they talk about if you were nice, you would share him, that whole thing. Well, was actually true. <laughs> she actually wrote a letter to Elizabeth and she said, and I quote, if you were as generous as the old Romans, you would lend him to me for a little while. <laughs> so there you go. The uh, musical just mirroring real life there. Uh, it did a lot of facts in that musical, which I, that's one of the reasons why I love it so much, uh, that the singing, the performance, the whole thing is just fantastic. I, I'm a big fan myself. Uh, the other thing that I really like about it is they actually give George Washington's farewell address in the musical. It's there when you're there watching it. You don't hear it in the soundtrack, but you see it uh, and you can see that on Disney Plus as well. Well, speaking of George Washington, he passed away on this day in 1799. As I mentioned earlier, we're going to be talking with a representative from Mount Vernon and we'll learn more about George Washington, including a possible 
zombie George Washington. That's coming up in just a bit. Welcome back. So today we celebrate a sad day in American history, the death of our first president, George Washington. But he was more than a first president. He was a leader, a politician, a a military general, a statesman, a founding father. Uh, He led this country to victory and fought for our independence. Uh, The father of our country, George Washington, was living in Mount Vernon. That was his place. And it kind of still is. I've got Tom Plot, the manager of character interpretation at George Washington's Mount Vernon. He portrays George Washington's doctor, Dr. James Craig. And uh, I'm just so excited to talk to you today. Thank you for joining me, Tom. Thank you, Russ. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So character interpretation, what do you guys do at Mount Vernon with uh, the various characters? Okay. Well, um, character interpretation, what we do is uh, we are the actors who portray specific people from George Washington's life. Uh, so, as you said, I portray George Washington's doctor and good friend, Dr. James Craig. We also have his secretary, Tobias Lear, his wife, Martha Washington, uh, members of the enslaved community, uh, Frank Lee, his butler, and uh, Caroline Branham, who was one of the ladies' maids uh, for Mrs. Washington. And it's a wonderful way to have people exposed to the history because mm-hmm. it's interactive. You can talk right. to the characters. You can ask them questions and, uh, you know, see the clothing up close, you know, really involve yourself with people from George Washington's life from the 18th century. It's like a, it's like virtual reality, but it's actual reality. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, I think that's really cool. Instead of just going and looking at artifacts and things like that, of course, you still have all of the artifacts there. You can tour the, the house and all the various aspects of uh, Mount Vernon, which is yeah. fantastic. Um, okay, when we hear about a death of a president, you know, nowadays that triggers okay a trip on Air Force One, a procession through Washington D.C., lying in state at the Capitol. Uh, this was, you know, in 1799. So let's talk about the funeral and what happened. Well, when George Washington dies, um, he's going to, you know, in modern day, the presidents will lay in state and people will come to visit and, you know, and pay their respects. But in George Washington's day, there's only three days. Uh, George Washington insists that, you know, uh, when he died, don't let him be put into the vault until at least three days after he's dead. Um, this is basically to make sure that he's actually dead. Yeah, um, he had a fear, right? A fear of yeah. being buried alive. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, he even said to his secretary, you know, don't have me put into the vault until at least three days after I'm dead. It wasn't an uncommon occurrence for people in the 18th century to die and be buried, and then they weren't actually dead. So, you know, so George Washington had a legitimate fear there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I heard they they actually would put bells uh, at Mm -hmm. the cemetery, right? And people could ring the bell if they were still alive. Well, (laughs) what they would, uh, they would tie uh, a string basically to the wrist, to the finger of of the dead body. uh, And it's placed into the grave in the coffin. That string goes up and it goes to a little stand beside the grave 
that has a bell attached to it and it attaches to the bell. That way, if they move at all, the bell will ring and hopefully the grave digger who lives nearby will hear the bell and run over with his with his shovel and dig, dig, dig. And if he digs all the way down and rips the lid off the coffin and you're still alive, well, you were saved by the bell. And that's where, oh, that, so that's where that comes from. from. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Matter of fact, uh, there's another phrase also that comes basically from there, uh, dead ringer. Uh, if you wanted to taunt someone who had actually been buried like that, you you might see him later on and go, hey, you know, you're a dead ringer for a friend of mine. Oh. <laughs> ha, 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 you got out. <laughs> ah, I, you know, I, I've wondered the origin of those. It's interesting to hear that. I never yeah. thought of that, <laughs> but it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, and, and, you know, jumping back to the, the, the funeral, the funeral uh, yeah. so it was all done at Mount Vernon? Yes, yes. Uh, George, Wa- George Washington uh, was uh, laid to rest in his family tomb at Mount Vernon, uh, and he is still there. Um, but for the funeral, uh, George Washington's coffin was placed in, uh, in the carriage to take it down to the, uh, to the tomb, and all of the mourners followed down. Um, and uh, his horse uh, was led down empty, no rider. And then mm-hmm. George Washington's coffin was placed into the tomb. Uh, the principal mourners uh, would speak, and that's how the funeral went. And uh, interesting note uh, Martha Washington did not attend the funeral, she remained in the mansion. Interesting. Yeah. So she was just too upset to exactly. attend the funeral. Oh yeah. yeah, she was. You know, it was love of it's her life was gone. So yeah, wow. There's one thing that I don't know about George Washington, and okay. that is the cause of his death or the final days of George Washington. And since you portray the doctor, I figure you're the best person to ask on this. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, yes, uh, George Washington died of a disease called quinsy. Um, Quincy in modern day is called epiglottitis. Uh, it's a bacterial infection of the epiglottis. Um, George Washington uh, it was the dead of winter when he, he dies. So he had been working outside several hours. Uh, and the weather, thanks to George Washington's very detailed notes that he always took, we know that uh, the weather on the day that he would become ill, uh, the mercury as stated, reached a high of 33 degrees. Uh, The weather was uh, rain, sleet, snow, ice. Uh, He's out there several hours working in this. And then when he comes back in for dinner, he's met by his personal secretary, Tobias Lear, who basically says to him, you know, General, you are drenched. Dinner is ready, but you need to change because you're soaking. George Washington says, nonsense. Dinner shall not wait on me. I shall change after. So he sits down to the dinner table with ice melting from his hair. And uh, he uh, had already had a sore throat starting that day, uh, starting the final day of his life. And uh, at dinner, he complains of a sore throat. He even laughs at the croaking of his voice. And uh, he goes quickly downhill from there. From first symptom to death, it is 36 hours. Oh, and, wow. And this disease, um, epiglottitis, uh, it affects the epiglottis, which is the flap in your throat between your trachea 
in your esophagus. Uh, so when that happens, the epiglottis swells up like a cork in your throat, makes it to where you cannot eat, cannot drink, and eventually you can't breathe. So basically, George Washington will eventually suffocate to death. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that that's one bit of history I had not heard. So his Dr. James Craig, the one that, mm-hmm. that you portray, yeah. was there with him? Yeah. There were actually three doctors uh, in attendance with George Washington. Uh, Dr. Craig is the first doctor called in, being his personal physician. But there is such a worry that, um, you know, he's not going to get there in time. Martha sends for a second doctor, uh, Dr. Gustav Brown, who lives across the Potomac River in Port Tobacco, Maryland. And then when Dr. Craig arrives, he examines George Washington, sees that it's a bad case of Quincy. And Quincy is like 90 to 95% fatal in the 18th century. So he's worried. Pretty pretty certain. uh, A young associate of his, Dr. Dr. Elijah Cullen Dick, who also lives in Alexandria where Dr. Craig lives. So Dr. Brown and Dr. uh, Dick come and they're all trying desperately to save George Washington. But eventually, you know, there's nothing that they can really do to save him. So George Washington succumbs. And, uh, you know, it's a, just a terrible thing, the loss of the first president. All right. So now, you know, I've I've heard another story about the death of George Washington and that we perhaps almost had a zombie, George <laughs> Washington. <laughs> well, sorry to say you are correct, sir. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There were the three doctors who attended George Washington, and there was actually another doctor, a fourth doctor, who was sent for, but he didn't make it in time. And that was Dr. William Thornton, who is the same guy who designs the U.S. Capitol. So he's a multi-talented guy, more talented designer, I think, than he was a doctor, in my opinion. Okay. Uh, (laughs) See, when he arrives at Mount Vernon, George Washington's already gone. He's, he's deceased and he's laid out. It is freezing in the room where he is. So Dr. Thornton thinks that he can bring George Washington back to life because he's been so cold. So he's been preserved. So he, what he wants to do is he wants to take the body and place it in cold water to slowly start warming it up. Then, you know, wrap him in blankets to increase the temperature you know, slowly and rub the body to create a friction again to warm it up and then he wants to perform a tracheotomy on george washington to open the airways and then inflate his lungs and give him a transfusion of lamb's blood (laughs) (laughs) luckily everybody there went no, 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 let's not do that. <laughs> let's not do that to our founding father. Exactly. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. You know, hearing that story, I wonder if he ever actually successfully tried that with anyone else. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know, but I, I certainly hope not. I certainly no. hope not. <laughs> oh, wow. Mount Vernon, uh, you know, so this was going to be 
on my uh, visit list this yeah. last summer. Unfortunately, with the closure of everything and all of that, I, I didn't get out there this year. I'm going to try to my best to get out there uh, next year or the year after, whenever we can start moving around the country again. <laughs> but um, oh, Hopefully soon. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, right? How is Mount Vernon doing with uh, the closures and uh, all of that? Are you guys, you guys are currently open, right? We are currently open. And, uh, you know, I've got to really applaud the staff here at uh, – the efforts that we've gone through to uh, make sure that everyone is safe uh, at Mount Vernon. We have, you know, uh, we ask everyone to wear a face covering. Um, we have limited the number amount, uh, the number of people who can go through the mansion so that we can uh, make sure that everybody is in uh, appropriately sized groups and able to keep socially distanced. And we've got our, uh, custodial staff who is just really doing a fantastic job making sure that uh, everything is cleaned and sanitized and we are as safe as we can be out at Mount Vernon. That's great. And it's not owned by the parks department, no. right? This is the Mount Vernon's Ladies Association that yeah. runs this? Yeah, the Mount Vernon Ladies Association of the Union um, uh, bought Mount Vernon from John Augustine Washington back in the 19th century before the Civil War. And uh, they have taken care of it ever since. And, you know, I always like to say Mount Vernon has only ever been sold once. And that was from a Washington to the Mount Vernon ladies. And, wow, that's and pretty cool. All, all of our funding at Mount Vernon, uh, we don't get money from the government for Mount Vernon. Uh, all of the money that helps us to operate and maintain uh, the mansion and the grounds comes from ticket sales, uh, souvenir sales, food that's bought at the inn and our food court, and from donations from you know the good people of the country who wish to make sure that George Washington's home and legacy is uh, you know continuing to be an example for everyone in our country. You guys were closed for several months. So I'm sure it's been a tough year financially. So, oh, you know, definitely people can go to the website and uh, donate, which is mountvernon.org. I'll put yeah. a link to that in the podcast. There's also a shop on there and there's some virtual tours as well, correct? Yeah. Yeah. You can take a virtual tour. So uh, if you, if you can't make it out uh, this season, then, uh, you know, take a virtual tour online and then, you know, be inspired to come out and see everything in person. That is fantastic. Thank you so much for joining me today. I, oh, fascinating. I, I learned so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I could help in that department. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I can't wait to get out to Mount Vernon myself and check that out. All right, let's take a look at our birthdays for today. Patty Duke turns 74. Vanessa Hudgens is 32. James Comey, yep, he's 60 years old today. And also on this day, born in 1503, Nostradamus. He knew this show was coming today. I'm just saying. All right. That's your look at December 14th. Thanks for listening to This Is Today. We do our best to pull together all the correct information. If we made a mistake and you heard it, you're super smart and we're super sorry. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And now that includes Pandora. Yep. You can listen to us along with your favorite music. So be sure to do that. Subscribe to us on Pandora. All right. If you want to make suggestions or give us feedback or anything like that, go to thisistodaypodcast.com. I hope you enjoyed learning about today. I'm Russ, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.